The Sports Career Podcast, episode 206, how to find your sports career ambition after university. Achiever and welcome back to tuning in to another episode of the Sports Career Podcast. I'm so grateful that you take the time to listen to the show week in, week out. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. Now, as always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who can encourage you to be the best version of yourself in your day-to-day life, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the sports industry, particularly after university. I really do hope that this show can help you with your sports career development, interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Clara Mirit Carboni. Clara is the fundraising campaign manager at Giving Game Foundation, where she specialises in working with charities and race organisations globally to enhance fundraising opportunities. For that reason, it's brilliant to have Clara as a special guest on the show, and that's when today's episode, Clara will share her sports career journey and explain to you how you can discover your sports career ambition after university. Clara, it's such a privilege to have you on this podcast show. Please could you explain to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? Hi, Ed. Thank you very much for having me in the show today. Um, so I'd say that my career uh, in sports started when I was at university. So when I arrived, I come from Spain and I arrived to the University of Exeter. I found a big drinking culture and little contact hours. And with all the ta- that time that I was given, I thought, oh, I'm just going to join many, many sports societies. So I joined surfing, I joined football. Uh, but then I mostly got involved with Body Society. Body Society is one of the biggest societies on our Exeter campus. It has more than 1,400 members. And after really loving it, I decided to be in the committee. So it offers really affordable classes, fitness classes to, to members. And I applied to be the social media secretary. In my second year, that's what I was doing. And then in my third year, I was the vice president. I think that's where the sports career started because I realized that what we were doing was having a really big impact in the lives of many students. It was helping them with being um, in shape, of course, but also with their mental health issues and also with the hardships that one can face at university, especially if you've just arrived. And I think it's for that reason that this society won many awards. Um, When we were in the committee, it was voted the student group of the year 2017 by the Exeter Student Guild. And then next year, it was awarded Best Society 2018 at the Great Britain National Societies Award. Out of interest, really quickly, with being involved in that committee, from a skill set perspective, what did you learn from that experience out of interest? So there was a lot of teamwork because it was um, eight or ten of us. 
and uh, it was voluntary work so you had to be you know determined and make sure that you that we all worked as a team and also we did event organization so we organized balls and sports days and um, pizza making competitions and just fun stuff like that and well also a lot about social media I'd say that these three things teamwork um, event organization and social media and just for the listeners listening in with regards to students who are currently at university, a lot of employees look for students who get involved outside of their like academic work. And for a lot of students listening in, how important is it to have that balance of your studies, but also doing that extra curriculum, but also extra responsibility? So on that note, how has that supported you now with regards, we'll talk in a lot more detail, the, the current work you're doing in the sports industry? So I'd say that these extracurricular activities have massively helped me. I'd say that it's actually these roles that I took at university, which were not really academic, related to academics, that really helped me to get where I am at the moment. So for you students, um, I'd encourage to take as many responsibilities, um, of course, with a life-work balance, and fun is also part of it but they're really, really valued afterwards. Absolutely. And just on that note, relating to my experience, everybody, when I was at Durham, I was actually into the darts team. I was the president. So that's one of the little highlights of my time there. So, and, and Clara's absolutely right. Getting involved in different societies, you're testing your skill sets. And to be honest, the sports industry is all about running events. If it's running a, you know, how a football club is running a match day, or if a conference is setting up, it's all about events. And it's one of the sort of the first tips I got starting out in the industry. But really quickly, before we move on, what did you study at Exeter University? So I studied international relations with German advanced proficiency. That's my official title, which sounds a bit too long. Yeah. Okay. So no, no, but I find this interesting because the sports industry, as when we met in Singapore, the one thing I've learned is having the sort of assets of languages so out of interest with regards to coming from Spain and like doing a bit of German and then coming to the UK how has languages supported you with regards to your career journey just starting out in the sports industry? I think it's definitely helped me a lot Uh, I speak my first language is Catalan and then Spanish and then at work here at the Give and Gain Foundation we work in English but we're in the Swiss Alps, so we speak in French. So I think having languages is a real asset and uh, it just helps you communicate with everyone and, and make you understood. So, yeah. Take that on board, everybody. And I have, that's for sure. I need to learn more languages. It's also it's a great way to try out new things and test yourself. Now, moving on, because today's podcast topic is how you started a career in the sports industry. So, what happened literally straight after university? What was that next step for you? So straight after university, I think many of us have been there, but I felt quite lost. I didn't really know um, what I wanted to do with my life. Um, so partly by because I wanted to improve my friend, my French partly because I wanted to do winter sports, which I'm really passionate about, skiing, cross-country skiing and ski touring, I decided to move to Switzerland, where I got offered a job in a, in a school. 
And in this school, I was given the opportunity to take part in many of these sports. Uh, I was assisting in expeditions, in cross-country expeditions, uh, hiking, skiing, cycling, and I was also assisting um, with the yoga classes. Sorry, I mentioned saying something. After uni, just a week after I finished university, I, I did a course uh, to be a yoga instructor. Uh, it's not yoga, it's body balance, but... Um, yeah, I think the passion for the passion for sport was always there, and it was working with Body Society that that made me wonder whether I wanted to be a part-time instructor. Yeah, and just really quickly on that part of being lost, because I've been there myself, figuring out the next step. Can you remember that decision going right? I'm not sure what I want to do, but I'm going to make this decision just to give this a go. Because at some stage, you've got to make some sort of decision or you're going to stay in the same position situation you're already in. So can you remember that defining moment when you just said, I'm just going to try this and see where that led? Can you remember that moment? Yeah, I, I remember it perfectly. I, I wasn't sure about whether I was going to take the job that I was interviewing for. But I said, Clara, that's it. You need to take a decision. It doesn't matter really which one it is, but you need to take one and, and go for it. And working in a school in the Swiss Alps seemed like a really good opportunity because it would allow me to try many new things and just experience something new. Just with regards to that point, try out many new things, do you mean from a skill set perspective out of interest? Yeah, because uh, the job was, uh, it was, it's called a graduate assistant, but I was helping in the boarding house um, with all the children because it was a boarding school. But also I got involved in, in the charity side, uh, co-leading a refugee workshop and climate change. There was, you could, you could get involved in whatever you wanted. It was a really good opportunity. So then moving forward even more, just trying to picture this journey, when was the moment, right, this isn't for me sort of teaching or being involved in that environment, when did you take that other decision and go, I'm going to try something new with regards to the current work you're doing? Because really quickly, I met Clara in Singapore and the work she's doing her, and her enthusiasm will hopefully come through now, but what she's doing is really interesting in the sports industry from a foundation perspective. So on that note, could you just fill in the gaps with regards to the current work you're doing? So I work, as, as Ed said, I work uh, at the Given Game Foundation. And the way that I got there was that I was teaching in this school. But what I was enjoying the most was the sports side and the charity side, uh, not, the, not the teaching or the boarding. Um, so then I saw a position that came up for, to be a fundraising campaign manager at the Given Game Foundation. And it's based in the same little town. And I knew a lot about this charity and the amazing work that they do. So uh, applying was just a, an obvious option. And I applied and, and now here I am. And just on that note, with regards to applying yourself for that role, were you excited or was it like going back after university when you felt lost? I just want to get the feeling side of things where you, it sounds like you were more excited and more or sort of had that mindset in mind that you wanted this role. Does this sort of make sense as well? I was excited, but at the same time, 
you know, when, when you have to go through change, the, you always have some sort of uncertainty. So I definitely also felt lost. And um, because also the, the, the work contract was 10 months long for the school. So there was another decision that had to be taken. It just seemed like I just had postponed the decision 10 months. But I guess that's just how, how it feels all the time when you start something new. Absolutely. And with regards to what you're currently doing, could you just give people a sort of snapshot with the sort of work you're doing, but also a sort of a snapshot with the Giving Game Foundation? Because I find it quite interesting from a foundation point of view. So I work at the Giving Game Foundation, uh, which was created in 2001 in South Africa. And it's a global fundraising platform for charities. So our mission is to enable philanthropy and Sport is a very important vehicle for it. So what we do is, well, myself as a fundraising campaign manager, I talk with event organizers and with charities, and I try to help event organizers to make their races more meaningful by enabling participant fundraising. So, for example, Ed, you're doing the Two Oceans Marathon in South Africa, and... uh, what I would do, my role would be to create a communication campaign um, that I would send and provide to the race organizers and they would try to encourage you to to start fundraising for a charity of your choice. So it's this sort of encouraging participants to raise funds for something that they care about. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And the thing what I really enjoy from when we met in Singapore was the different events, the different types of sports. And it's all about, this is one area of the sports industry on my podcast show I haven't really tapped into. And maybe you could answer this question for me. Have you seen sort of sports foundations sort of influence the sports industry, like the mass participation industry, for example? Well, we definitely have many charities on our, um, on our platform that are devoted to sports. For example, last week there was one that signed up that does, it's called Slam Soccer and they work in India and what they do is just uh, train train kids to do sports and, and also just uh, promote a lot of like women's development. And from what we see at the Given Again Foundation is that these charities are really, really having a massive impact out there and we just love helping them raise funds so that the impact can grow and grow further. Just going back to your career journey now, and again, we're very early on, but what have you enjoyed the most so far, looking back when you're at university, figuring out your career? Um, so I think where I am now, this current job is the one that I'm enjoying the most and where I can feel that my skill set is better used. Um, and something that I that I really enjoy actually is just working with charities. Like I just really enjoy hearing about what they do, hearing about um, issues that I didn't know that they were going on in remote places in the world, and just being informed about all of that and being given the chance to help them make a change. I think that's very heartwarming and very empowering. And 
I feel quite privileged because I get to see the bright side of what's happening in the world every day. Like some days I wake up and I go to work, open my laptop. And what I see is that there's a group of people that are climbing the Himalayas for cancer or another group of people that are running an ultra marathon for um, climate change. So I, I really enjoy what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. Well, I can definitely hear your enthusiasm, but also the fulfillment with regards to the work you're doing. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I like to finish with an inspirational question. What three tips would you, would you give to current university students who want to pursue a career in sports? Mm, so, as I said before, I think that when we think of a sports career, we, we, we think of um, being a, a, an agent or an athlete or a race organizer. But there's way more opportunities than that. And there's a lot of room for combining different interests that you have. So in my case, it's charity and sports. But in another case, might be sports and music or sports and fashion or sports and law. So there's room for all of that. And don't be afraid to just combine whatever you're more, most passionate about. Um, second tip. So I was really surprised and like positively surprised because I thought that the mass participation industry is really welcoming with new faces, new energy and young people. I don't know if you would agree with me, Ed, but uh, they were they really appreciate these new faces and young people being in and bringing their ideas, enthusiasm and mindset and, and perspective on the sports industry. Absolutely. I'm just going to comment on that. That's the one thing when we met in Singapore again, it was Chris Robb who just said it was great to see young faces. As much as I say on the show, sort of learn from your elders, learn from people with 20 to 30 years experience. But like anything, you need new ideas, sort of new enthusiasm to inject, inject new change into any industry, but particularly in sports, which is so fast paced. But going back to my inspirational question, I need your third tip now. My third tip would be that if you work in the sport industry, you're going to be making a positive change in the world because you're going to be promoting a healthier lifestyle and also just you're going to be helping prolonging people's lives. And I think that's very powerful. So there's many careers out there, but I think that, that being in the sports sector is definitely one that is really positive for our society. And you know, you, you should be taking pride in, in being part of it. Absolutely. And I really do hope the listeners take those three tips on board. Clara, how can people interact with you on social media? So you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Clara Miret Carbonell. I guess we'll spell it there somewhere. And uh, you can also find Given Gain in their website, which is givengain.com, and on Instagram, which is at givengain, or Facebook, givengain foundation. That is great to all the listeners listening in. All those links will be on my website relating to the podcast show notes and the blog. Clara, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ed. Thank you for having me. What a brilliant podcast chat with Clara, and I really do hope you found this podcast helpful because... What I really enjoyed about this podcast, it really provided me flashbacks of when I started my career in the sports industry. And I just want to highlight a few things. If you're in this sort of mind of frame or in this situation, it's okay if you've just graduated and you're not sure what you want to do.
it's normal. And actually, sometimes it's part of the process of figuring out what you really want to do. Like Clara shared a great example. She was working in a school, helping out in the boarding school. She knew it wasn't for her. But then she found in the same town there was Giving Game Foundation. And that's where sometimes opportunities arise when you do these extra activities, doing these sort of fundraising activities she was doing, which then led to working at Giving Game. And you can tell by the enthusiasm. You can tell with her interest. And like she said, it's now she's utilising her skill sets at the current role she's doing at Giving Game. So I just wanted to provide you that because at times when we graduate or when we finish something and we really are applying new change, but sometimes we don't admit that to ourselves we panic we get frustrated we get down we don't know what's a good decision and what's a bad decision but it goes back to a career tip I remember on this podcast show that it's good to know what you don't want to do and it's good to know what you do want to do and when you really look at your career like that and look at the things you do want to do you're on the right path and I wanted to share with you this career tip of through Clara's story because it's so true related to her journey that it's okay if you haven't found something right from the get-go with regards to your sports career ambition. It's okay to sort of, should we say, go off on a different path or need time to figure out the right decision. It is normal. And I want to highlight that because sometimes I hope when I say that to you, there's less pressure. So getting back to today's podcast episode, I hope now through Clara's journey, you've got a better understanding that it's all about discovering your sports career ambition. And when you find that, that's where new opportunities arise, where your confidence grows. And that's really the key. And I just hope you've learned from that with regards to Clara's journey. But with regards to some sports career guidance tips, I hope you apply those three tips with regards to your sports career journey today, particularly the final one of being involved in the sports industry is about trying to be a healthier, trying to add value to this area where it's all about making an impact. And when you can have that philosophy as well, it makes you more engaged in your career, more interested in your career, with what impact you can have to the sports industry moving forward. So on that note, keep moving forward today. Keep really focusing on what you want to do in the sports industry and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Clara said, don't be afraid to combine what you're most passionate about in the sports industry with energy and enthusiasm. Enthusiasm.